your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by James Boyman and Ryan Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to ATP. James here, joined as always by Ryan, here to bring you our 2020-2021 Everton Squad Assessment Part 2. Duh. We've got another monster episode for you guys coming up. We are going to be going position by position, player by player, assessing the most their most recent season performance, as well as discussing what options Everton have in terms of transfer window and uh, also how our new manager might impact or change those plans. Ryan. Yeah, that's a big deal because when we first did this thing, we weren't thinking we were going to change managers. Um, But look, I I mean, we hit so many data points, talked a lot about individual performances, but we're going to really crystallize those position by position today. Um, But look, I think our major takeaways were that we were defensively sound, but part of that was tactical. We need to find ways to create more chances and goals. I mean, there are a lot of reasons, you know, the loss of Moise Keane, that's market value we couldn't use, the style of play, injuries for sure, the lack of attacking yep. design, you know, and just playing more creative players would have helped too. But I, I think the biggest things we were concerned with and our biggest takeaway, the lack of progression, passing, but dribbling was really big. You know, we just could not break teams down in the final third. And we had a massive issue with creation from open play. We've got to get the ball into the final third more and, and into the penalty area and create more chances. Now, the big twist is here is how we go about doing that, which is a little different under Rafa than it is under Carlo and my right hummus. Yeah, absolutely. So we know that Carlo uh, was a bit of a, a pragmatist looking to get the best out of the current squad. And so you could say that, you know, by by circumstance, he was required to maybe play a bit more defensive at, for the reasons we mentioned, Ryan mentioned the injuries, the lack of depth, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The complete lack of a right side. But Rafa, as a, a general principle, tends to be more defensive, uh, seeking that always elusive balance in the side between offense and defense, but pr- prioritizing a strong foundation above everything. Whereas Carlo immediately after the season said, we're going to have to play more attractive football in a way. Yeah. Uh, so yes, there was an aspirational idea. And, and, and you look at the buys and stuff and they were a little different with Carlo than I think we can anticipate for, for Rafa Benitez. Um, but yeah, and he's a hands-on guy, you know, he really believes in structure and he'll drill the heck out of us in terms of defensive shape. And, you know, I don't think we're going to see more sustained possession in the tacking zone as, as a solution, even though we talked about it. I don't think we're going to see any more dribbling to break down teams, but we are going to see more design. Uh, but we'll see. You know, I hopefully we'll still be able to create more from open play. And so we came up with five major solutions, you know, and I, not all of them, I think Rafa himself are going to be able to solve. So let's kind of walk through those a little bit and see how those kind of changed under Rafa. So um, the first one was kind of a no-brainer. We need a whole right side. We need better players at right wing and right back. Now, what we said was that are progressive, aggressive, can cross and dribble, help us push back defenses and just have another wide threat to kind of cross and spread out the pitch and and a goal threat from right, certainly at right wing. Um, And we talked about, you know, Holgate Godfrey playing them right back itself is just an indictment, just an inability to attack. So does Rafa really help us in that regard? Probably not in the same way. No, not necessarily. I think what, what Rafa is obviously going to be looking for is uh, someone who can defend first and also progress the ball up the pitch, but not necessarily a, a right back, for example, that's going to be involved in the attack as much as someone like Luca Dean was at times or since he's been at Everton going to look for um Someone who can get up and down the pitch, though. Yeah, someone who'll get up into the attack, but not going to be the orchestrator, you know. Um, and we'll go position by position and talk about that a little bit. But um, hopefully we will score more. But either way, we were, we are going to buy a new right side. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine we don't. And Rafa doesn't change that, just changes maybe who we'd go after. Um, solution two is kind of play a holding mid, like JPG, Delph, Tom Davies, to sit and kind of push Alon and DeCorey higher. I mean... I don't think Rafa is going to come out and play a three-man midfield, most likely. My guess is he'll start with a 4-2-3-1. Um, but 
Maybe in a little bit. I mean, certainly his shape tends to have when he plays two in midfield, a sitting player, more of a sitter, and one that's a little bit more either a deep line playmaker is more common with him or a box to box player. So kind of, I guess, is our answer there. Yeah, I think even in a four, four, two, three, one, you don't necessarily need to have two outright defensive midfielders. You can have one guy who kind of pivots a little bit, gets box plays more box to box where you still do want that one guy sitting in front to shield the defense a little bit. And I think Roth in the past has been criticized of having too much of a gap between those two. He would call them defensive mids, I'm sure. Yeah. And the front uh, and kind of that playmaker role, but we'll get into that as well. When we talk about those individual roles. So uh, number three was more aggressive center halves to close the gaps behind Alana Decore. I don't know if this one's really going to matter, right? I mean, we know he's going to work right. on shape. And I mean, I think, we're going to sit back. We're going to play a low block, but we will pressure out of that low block. It's not like Carlo where he just literally parked the bus. Um, when guys get into the final third one teams, we will go after him. It's a little more active than your typical low block. But I think our big issue is we saw Alon kind of taking off sometimes, and we saw too much of a gap between the midfield and center halves. My guess is Rafa is going to solve that. I don't know if he solves it with the lawn playing differently, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're I think you'll see, I guess, some of the existing someone like Michael Keane, who by all accounts is definitely more comfortable when playing in a lower block. Yeah. Benefit and, and I think Roth will probably rely on him pretty heavily. Um, whereas guys like, you know, there are rumors coming out that for whatever reason, apparently Yerimina didn't have a good uh Copa America. Absurd. Ridiculous. Watch the games, you idiots. Honestly ridiculous. But um I do think that we don't necessarily need those aggressive CBs that are going to play a high line. We can rely on the compact shape and the discipline of the players that Rafa will work to yeah. instill to kind of cover in that area. And it kind of leads to our fourth point. Pressure more as a defense. We're not going to see that. I don't think we're not going to be higher up the pitch. This is not the return of Marco Silva who did a lot more of that, even if he was a traditional counterattacker with some of his other sides. Um, but again, this is the problem when you buy players, which we did the first two years for, for Marco Silva's desired way to play in a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1, um, but more of a high-pressing team, you know, um, a more disciplined high-pressing team. And then you buy for Carl, like Carlo, Alon and James are clearly very good possession-type players, you know. Right. Alon can win the ball, but retains it so well. You know, he receives it so well. James is one of the best up there at receiving the ball in difficult places and retaining it in dangerous areas. These guys aren't counterattacking athletes. So, so they're a little bit of a mix in terms of what Rafa might want to maybe one or one of them, maybe get away with two, you know, to see if they'll work. But this is the challenge when you buy and don't have a singular identity, but we've already killed that into the ground. Like we did on toffee TV, but yeah. Um, number five, play the more progressive creative players. I mean, it was pretty obvious down the stretch that he sacrificed defensive discipline and awareness for creativity and an attacking talent. We particularly showed how Gilfi really hurt the team. Holgate as well. Um, not playing Bernard Awobi that I think we, we think it hurt them. Um, I don't, I mean, I think the jury's still out how Rafa is going to judge our players. Don't you think? Yeah, I think, I think that you're going to see some players who clearly Carlo wasn't all too impressed by maybe given a second lease on life at Everton. Yeah. Um, maybe not, you know, it seems like we've thought the same thing. We pretty much every manager we've brought in post Ronald Koeman, we thought would bench Gilfie in some, some form <laughs> and yet that hasn't happened. So you never really know, but I think it's clear that we definitely left some of our best creators on the bench for most of last season. And so you just never know. Now we'll guess, you know, we're going to look at Rafa's past purchases and how, what we think he prefers. Speculate. We shall speculate. speculate. Um, and we'll see how it goes. You know, we're not perfect. We don't have a crystal ball, uh, not even a magic eight ball, frankly. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's get into the current team first. Let's hit the guys that were kind of on loan because some of these guys aren't coming back. Um, I think it's safe to say, well, look, we think Pennington, Belasi, we know they're gone. Contracts expired. Mo Besic, Walcott, same thing. Um, We'll get into Lewis Gibson in center halves, but we'll see how that goes. Josh King, we know he's gone as well, too. But we've got some other guys, and I think we'll hit them in those positions. Guys like um, Moise Keane, John Joe Kenny, and then we got a couple more. Yeah, Anthony Gordon, um, Ellis Sims as well. I can't remember if you already said him, but certainly some guys, younger players. Uh, 
Brantwaite, John Joe Kenny. Yep, Jared Branthwaite. Um, Dank so- is the only one we didn't hit. I know he's injured, but we'll get to him at center forward. So, yep. you know, the idea here is, and we're, we're thinking a little more 4-2-3-1 and 5-4-1. I know he played a lot of 4-4-2 at Dalian in China, but, it, you know, we, you almost write off that experience as such a strange thing because you can only make do with the couple like guys that you have that are more elite players, but all right. So without further ado for each position, we're going to go year for year performance. First, we're going to talk about the type of player Rafa would want who he's bought in the past. We're going to look at our guys, whether they fit those categories and and those profiles. And then we're going to talk, or do we have a need here? And if so, who, who could fill that need? We'll hit some rumors and we'll do a nice hard data dump in here. I dig up old Y scout, throw some filters on and go through some names. So, First position, goalkeeper. So we got two guys still out there that played any first team minutes last year now that Robin Olsen has gone back. So let's kind of walk through their performance year over year if we could quickly, Hannes. Yeah, let's talk first and foremost, Euro finalist. Maybe when people are listening to this, either it's coming home could be Euro winner, Jordan Pickford, uh, 26. Still has a couple of years left on his deal. He signed through 2024 on about 5.2 million pounds a year. Big, year. Big deal. Big deal. I remember, Ryan, I mean, we've, we've gone kind of back and forth on Pickford's first half of the season. He was really underperforming, letting us down, and that was a continuation of the season before where he really underperformed. But post, I think, kind of Robin Olsen coming in for a few starts and threatening his position a little bit, he really turned it around and he ended up with actually his highest save percentage of 71.1% that he's had since being at Everton. Yeah. So certainly a, a dramatic change of fortune for Jordan Pickford. And of course he's continued that this summer. Yeah. It was good to see him have finished. I think with a positive um, post shot expected goals versus actual goals conceded differential. That was important because both those numbers save percentage and, the last one, the goal differential one, is really one of the primary metrics to evaluate goalkeepers. And man, I mean, the first six months of this year, you know, of this past season, and then the 12 prior months, I mean, you could argue he was maybe the second worst keeper in the entire Premier League. So he seems to be on an upward trajectory. I'm not going to say I'm totally sold that he's going to be the solution forever, but it looks pretty good. Now, I guess the real question is do we have a need here? I mean, Zhao didn't play too much. We saw when he tried to go on loan, uh, what it was, two years ago at Reading. It didn't go very well. What do you think we're going to do here, Hamas? Do we have a need? Yeah, I, I think we do. You look at Joe Virginia, 21, Pickford, age 26, five years apart, and yet they feel very distant in terms of their development and where they were at those respective ages. I don't think a, a tenured coach like Rafa is going to want a relatively untested and unproven youngster as his backup if he's going to be rotating them in for important matches like cup games which carries a lot of weight for for Everton this upcoming season and so I think what we're going to be looking for is probably a backup in the same sort of mold as Robin Olsen a a tenured guy with proven experience who can step in and isn't going to we'll, we'll push Pickford but maybe not ruffle any feathers or cause any drama in terms of wanting to start yeah so uh you know, with Zhao, I mean, he's 21, but he's also signed through 2024 at a decent rate. So you got to figure, I think you want to put him on loan. You want him to try and really break through, I think, somewhere else yeah. is my guess. We've got some talent U23s, too. I mean, we have a bunch of good young keepers. Um, one name that's been floated is Sergio Romero. I mean, to me, that works for me. You know, I mean, he's a good goalkeeper, and I think someone like that profile, um, I, I think, makes a whole lot of sense. Um It'd be interesting to see who they pick. You know, you might pick someone that Roth has been associated with or someone that can maybe mentor if we choose to go after some younger players, maybe from their home country or something like that. I think there are a lot of possibilities, but yep. Our guess is some experienced keeper right now. I could see Sergio Romero coming. It almost seems too simple, doesn't it? It, it does seem too simple. I mean, he was linked with us last summer and uh, there was, of course, the, the drama about him not being allowed to leave United at the Didn't time. His wife, his wife yeah, 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 yeah. His <laughs> wife went talking to the oh. media and he seems like almost, yeah, he, too easy and almost too perfect because he is that veteran presence who would be a great mentor to the younger players. Bring that level of experience. I feel comfortable with him between the posts for basically any match um, and, and doesn't seem like the type of guy who's super uh, obsessed with starting. Obviously he's barely got a sniff for United. So any games he can get, seems like uh, something he'd be okay with. 
Yeah, playing the cuffs. Pick goes down. I don't feel too bad putting him in there, right? right? I think that's who you're looking for. So, all right. Right back. Initially, I had right back, right wing back. Uh, Rafa does occasionally play a wing back, but often he'll play wings there. So, all right, again, year-over-year performance. We've got Seamus Coleman. He's in his last contract year. He's 32 wow. years old. I know. John Joe Kenny, age 24. He's also in his last contract year. So, year-over-year. Seamus Coleman's performance, I mean, some aspects it's way down, but considering the style of play, some of it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I think just at a very high level, most people would say Coleman had an all right year, but his days are numbered. I've probably said that phrase like 900 times on the show about Seamus Coleman, but it's true. He's 32. He's If you want to get to the level Everton want to get to, Eventually, he's going to have to be replaced. And I think this is like one of our key areas of need. But he actually got pretty good numbers in terms of expected goals plus expected assists. He was involved more on the attack um, than you might than he might have been in previous seasons. His pass completion was up. So some of the offensive stats surprisingly were up. But other stats, uh, there was a significant drop off. Yeah, the defensive stats in particular, this a lot of it's how he was used too. So I can't totally yeah. say it was, you know, it was ta- you know, not as many tackles. That's way down, you know, um, had some pressures. And I think it's, you know, his interceptions were up too because we played differently. Recoveries were down, aerials down. But I think a lot of this is we, we kind of know who he is at this point. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, his dribbles were down. We know that's one of his gifts as well. So, I don't think it's a falling off the cliff type thing, but that could happen anytime. He's 32, you know, but he's a great captain and uh, he's got a lot of heart. So John Joe Kenny, I think it's safe to say that this is the same guy we thought we were the ones I think that were saying even during his loan to Schalke that he wasn't amazing. And that my guess is this past summer brands would try and sell him. I think he tried to, to no avail. I thought the Celtic loan was going to really do well, but it really didn't. He didn't play particularly well. His numbers were okay, but look, I mean, I, he's just limited, right? I mean, he's not a phenomenal yeah. athlete. He's not got great size. He can serve a ball pretty well, but and he can get up the field, but isn't an okay 1v1 defender, but, it, you know, is he that great he's, on the ball? Is he going to go by people? Is it? I, I don't know. His ceiling is just too low, and at yeah. this age of 24, you really got to be asserting yourself. 24. Um, it's crazy because it feels I like know. just yesterday he was like 19 and breaking onto the scene, local lad. Everyone was super excited to see what what he might be able to do for the future, be the deputy to Seamus Coleman. But I think it's clear at this point that we're going to have to look elsewhere, especially being in his last contract year. He's hard, he hasn't played for us in a couple of years. He's probably looking to get out as well. And so we already talked about it. The right side, major importance. So what if we're thinking about what Rafa Benitez would want from a right back, Ryan? Let's uh, let's discuss that a little bit before we talk about specific potential targets. Yeah, my guess is, and based on past and performance, uh, he wants players that are tough and strong, combative in the final third, in the defensive third, pardon me, you know, but can also get up the field quickly and help support the tax. So, I mean, to me, the way he's typically played is he'll kind of play, and a little bit like Carlo did too, he might have one more attacking fullback and one more defensive fullback. Um But either way, I mean, I think we need someone fast, strong, combative, determined, that has stamina, that can get up and down. I mean, we need a better athlete out there. Do we not at a minimum? Absolutely, yeah. Someone who can really just provide a lot of coverage up and down the right side because we really just desperately need that balance. We're too far too reliant on the left-hand side to create basically anything last season. And just having like some something some players that the opposition has to respect and be aware of yeah. and mark to help spread out opposition defenses, which will then open up opportunities in the final third. Yeah. You got to have an option, especially in the wide spaces. And that's not really Seamus either. Cause he loves to take on the half space. So let's talk about some of the guys. Rafa Benitez has bought in the past. There's some talent yeah. out there. Danilo is probably the big one. And again, we're not saying he directly bought every one of these guys. I'm just talking about the people that were bought that he clearly said, okay, to, as he was manager under all these situations. Um, Glenn Johnson at Liverpool, you know, big, strong guy could get up and down. DeAndre Yedlin, America's own USA. Uh, you a little different profile though, you know, maybe not yeah. as big, but certainly athletic. My goodness, is he blazing? Like he's like four three speed, you know, back in the day. Um, Javier Manquillo is a bigger guy too, and Newcastle too, not a terrible athlete. And Alvaro Arbiol Arbiloa, who who Liverpool bought, who 
bigger size guy too. If I recall, I don't think he really ever totally worked out all that well for Liverpool, even though he did play a bit. So um, really the only guy in there that I see as a ball carrier is really Danilo. And again, we're buying for Real Madrid. So it's, so it's very different. Um, I, I don't think any of these guys are amazing, you know, crossers of the ball, you know, uh, we're not looking at like massive creation numbers from these guys. Um, I don't see a lot in common with them defensively. You know, a lot of this is driven by the teams themselves. But but look, you know, it's hard to look at these guys and say, you know, most of these guys have good size. They're certainly combative and tough. Um, so that kind of fits what we described, even though there's maybe not a big enough sample size. So so knowing all the things that we just said, do any of our players make sense? Seamus Coleman first. I have to say probably not. Given, yeah, this one's a little tricky, right? Yeah, I mean, look, Coleman can be versatile, but he's, I think, a little bit weaker on the defensive side of the ball. You see maybe... Not horrible, you know? No, no, no. Uh, again, absolutely not horrible. Maybe you want someone a little more physical. I think Sheamus, Sheamus will will go toe-to-toe with anyone, but... yeah. And it's just, I think what's really limiting for Coleman is just his age and the legs. Like he, yeah. he's not going to be able to get up and down the way sure. he used to. And that's going to be something Rafa's is going to need. Yeah. I don't see, I mean, he's not fast, strong, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, he doesn't have the stamina that he had in the past. Is he determined? Is he combative? Yes, of course. But I mean, can, you know, we talked about him being able to at, attack as well as defend and do both. And, you know, he's limited there and look, what are the things that makes him special? His ability to dwell on the ball his dribbling attribute to play himself out of trouble. Um, you know, and I think Rafa's really going to look for someone that's, that's a little bit more direct than that. So I don't think he's a great fit, but he is versatile a little bit. He's shown that he can play wing and, and he'll probably do and play the way Benitez wants him to play, but he's not a good fit in me in my personal opinion, but I don't think he's going anywhere. Mason Holgate played some right back. God, what no, please. God, no. <laughs> That was like the worst uh, part of us, Toby. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I, no, I mean, I, he's just not the right option. He's no. so inept getting forward, which again may not be the most important thing. <laughs> but even like uh, his long range passing, when if if Rafa wants someone to try to quickly vertical. break, yeah, I mean he's gonna want vertical. someone who who has the ability to go vertical and get the get the ball up the up the pitch. Mason wants to try to do that a lot of the time. He but thinks he's good at it. He isn't unfortunately not now physical size yes he has both of those things but i still think even mason may have his hands full uh getting games at at center back much less right back so i I don't think he's the right solution i I don't think so either john joe kenny too uh, he's just not good enough right i mean he can serve a ball but you know ralph's not going to care about that he can work hard yeah he'll like that but you know he's not going to appreciate him any more than i think brands has he's just not fast strong you know what i mean it's just not yeah He's not going to be it. You know, he's got a little part of it, but he's not a perfect fit for sure. So this is definitely a need. I mean, maybe our biggest need, right? Absolutely. And yeah. uh, I don't think people realize quite how bad the right back performance was this this past year. Yeah, so. you had some pretty mind-blowing stats Ugh. for this one, Ryan. So yeah. I'll, I'll uh, cue you up right here. So there are 41 Ugh. players last season in the Premier League that played five 500 minutes, which is roughly like five and a half full 90s. Uh, played and played some right back in Everton's three options in that position were near the bottom of the barrel for some, some pretty important metrics. Yeah. Notice we, we held Alex Awobi out of here because he's not going to yeah. be right back, even a right wing back. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to get enough guys here that we don't have to do that. He'll move over to the left in the middle and be better for it. And I think we will too. So some of these numbers are shocking. Keep my knees are out of 41. So crosses to the goalie box per 90 Coleman was 28th. Holgate was 37th and Godfrey was 39th out of 41. Again, Rafa may not care about that, but I mean, there's just no attack whatsoever from that side. Successful attacking actions in general. 18, Coleman. Godfrey, 38. Godfrey, gotta do that again. Holgate, 39 out of 41. Uh, Progressive passes, P90. This is something that on Rafa's good teams, they did well. You know what I mean? They were productive, better vertical passing teams that he had. P90, Holgate, 25 out of 41. That's not good, but that that does speak to the type of player he is. Yeah. Coleman, 30, because he's not, that's not him. You know, he's more of a dribble, a carrier. And Godfrey was 39 out of 41. So 
Well, I think we know a couple things. So first of all, progressive runs. That's the one I missed. Godfrey was 21 and Coleman was 25. Holgate was 37 because he doesn't move. Um, so look, we've got no attacking wing back that could take up the wide spaces as all, you know, Coleman can get in the middle, but he's going to carry the ball. That's not what Rafa needs. I mean, yeah, I, I, we, th- this is a problem here. <laughs> we almost need two players here. We probably yeah. won't cause Coleman's here. So, um, all right. So first thing source, who have we been linked to? Let's talk about them real quickly first. Yeah. So I think probably like towards the latter stages of last season, the rumor started circulating that we were in for Max Aaron's of Norwich um, kind of player who obviously big name, quite a reputation on him as a young up and coming star, but it doesn't really seem like a Rafa type player at all. I don't and think those so. rumors have died. I don't even think he was a Carlo type player either. I, I like him. I think he's a good player, but he's a little different player than maybe people thought he was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he's not like a super active player. It's going to ping crosses into the box, right and left. So I don't think he would have fit Carlo. Cause I think Carlo wanted a little more of that. He's also not a very active defender, really. You know, um, when you look at those key new metrics, you know, crosses the goalie box, you know, you didn't see many of those from Max Aaron's. Um, he did have some progressive runs. He got up the field a bit and he had successful attacking actions. But I mean, part of that's they dominated the championship. But progressive pass is bad. Like he's not going to sit back and do that. He's also susceptible in the air, too. You know, I mean, yeah. they listed at 510. There's no way he's 510. Very generous. Yeah. I mean, and he's, his, his numbers are bad in the air. You know, I, I think he's a good player. I just don't think he's a good fit. Um, the most recent name. Uh, we've been connected to, and I think the way he's played in the Euros has kind of misled some people as to the type of player he is, is Denzel Dumfries. Um, what do we think about him? He's playing a lot of right wing back with the Dutch. Um, yeah. I, I actually think he's a better just flat out right back. So I'm curious your take on here. Is this, this, and he's an interesting player. Yeah. And clearly one that, you know, we were linked with shortly before the Euro started and then the Dutch start playing and everyone's like, Oh my God, get this guy in the door. He's, he's a goal scoring machine, uh, goal creating machine. But I agree, Ryan. I mean, he's six, two, so he's, he's not your prototypical wing back for sure. And definitely even not. maybe a little bit big for a right back, but a really good athlete can definitely get up and down the pitch. Yep. Um, Real and, good in the air. Right. And, and, and he does like to good forward. I mean, even when he's playing back for his club side, I mean, he, he is getting forward. I actually think, though, he, he's, if anything, he's an underrated defensive player. I mean, truly. Uh, his feet are great. Um, look, he lacks some technical polish in certain areas, but in many ways, I don't think Roth is going to care about those areas. So I, I, you remember me on social media. I was kind of all over people at first that they were thinking this guy's the greatest player of all time because I thought Nuno was going to come in. And I'm like, I don't really think this guy's the greatest wingback because I don't think he can serve a ball. I mean, his only cross really is that low kind of cross. And yeah. I actually think it's better when he's playing back farther to spring a break. I mean, I see very, very much Rafa Benitez with that. You know, it's always on the ground. I mean, and when I say that, I'm not kidding. Literally all of his crosses are on the ground. I don't know if he's capable of throwing in the air. So he's not <laughs> someone that you want to be up in the final third the way Carlo maybe wanted to control games pinging crosses in the air to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's a lead at it. That's not the guy he is. Um, you know, he's, I mean, his crossing numbers are terrible too, in terms of completion, you know, it's, but, but um, he can dribble a bit. He's a little inconsistent, uh, but he's not going to like do step overs or crazy moves and beat people clean very often. Um, Nor would Rafa probably expect that from his right back either. No, I don't think he cares that much, right? I mean, he's looking for, what did we say? You know, big, physical, athletic, can get up the pitch. Like, I see this guy winning a ball, boom, he's gone. Right. I think he's a good fit. I think so, too. He seems like exactly what what you'd want for a Rafa system. Obviously, Brands rates him for the simple fact that we were in talks with him prior to, to Carlo's departure. Yeah. And it seems like it's between us and Inter essentially now for his signature. Uh, and, and by the time people are listening to this, who knows the deal could actually be done. Yeah. A bunch of my, one of my friends who's you know, is a scout in, in the Netherlands. Th- he thought it was a done deal. Like that was kind mm. of the scuttlebutt amongst the, it seems like the Euro there. performance kind of uh, gave PSV a little pause in terms of maybe well, can we, can we extort? And I heard, sure. I think his agents, uh, you know, right. So there was uh, always looking to get his cut. Yeah. No surprise there. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, look, uh, my concern about him is he's 25, you know, uh, um, he's yeah. a good athlete and everything, but he's not a world class right back, but he is a good one. I think he's a good fit, but there are other candidates out there. So, so if we're going to do a data approach and, you know, I open up Y scout, whatever data us? course you want to look at data? Uh, us, us in a data, um, you know, the ideal type of player we talked about a wins duels, you know what I mean? Wins those battles. He's physical picks off passes. If he's going to play deeper, it's a little bit more active in that, that defensive third. You want someone that's going to step in front of a ball. They need to make runs. And we want a good forward passer because that's going to start the break. We want size, pace. Um, don't care that much about dribbles. And we want him to take care of the ball. So, so, and for the later positions, I won't get into the details around it, but you know, you can set up like filters and Y Scout and whatnot. So we took last calendar year, thousand minutes, you know, 60% duels, 45% aerials. Um, you know, position possession adjusted interceptions at four per 90, you know, higher dribble percentage rate, you know, 56%, 1.2 progressive run, 74% forward passes, 64% progressive passes. That is a mouthful. We will not do that for every position, but I just wanted to lay it out. That's kind of what we're doing. You know, we're guessing what we think Rafa would want, and we're setting up the filters and trying to crank out some names in here. So as you would think, some pretty good players come out, right? Danilo actually is in there, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and we got some other guys in here that uh, are probably not guys that we're going to be able to get. No, but just to give some context is the guys that are that get pulled when you filter stuff like this. You've got guys like Reese James, Juan Basaka, Zhao yeah. Juan Basaka, no surprise there, right? He, I mean, this sounds Oh, like yeah. Him. This is <laughs> Kyle Walker's in there, too. So yeah, that's, that's a like good the comp. caliber of player that we're talking about. Yeah, I think Walker's a good comp. I think Juan Basaka, Reese James is in here, but I mean, he's a great crosser, too. So some of these guys are just good. Very um, <laughs> so a couple of guys that spit out that younger guys that I thought was interesting too. So, um, one of my favorite players is Dudu from, uh, Shakhtar and no, I didn't say a bad word. Um, but yeah, it, it, he's the only thing he doesn't have is height. Um, but he still wins the ball in the air. So, I mean, he meets the metric, but this guy's so fast. He's 22. He reminds me a lot of DeAndre Yedlin, but I mean, he gets, he can get forward. He can get in the final third. He moves it very fast. I mean, he's very much a Rafa type player. He's just a little more skilled. So haven't mentioned him yet, but this is what we're talking about. I just think it's interesting. Um, another guy is fine right back. Who's only 20 years old. Um, Gertridia who again, similar type guy. We, you know, you see him on film, good size, tough gets it forward, but not perfect. We think, right. You know, um, a yeah. little, little sloppy with the ball, maybe a little too young. Yeah. 20 to make the jump from fan Nord to the Premier league, probably a lot to ask when we need a guy. And that's why like the Dumfries age thing doesn't like 25 is, is definitely older, but if you need someone to come in and start right away, essentially, you know, there is a certain level of experience you're looking for there. Big jump in leagues though. Big jump in leagues for but, sure. But we got another guy. So another guy that I think we're talking about is Nusser uh, Mazari at Ajax. He, his numbers are outrageous across the board. Um, he's been a guy I think people have been waiting to make a move. I think it's shocking that Des moved out of there before him, but, you know, he had a couple of hiccups. But look, you look at, this is the type of guy that, I mean, I mean he's a little more polished. I think he could play in any kind of style, but, you know, he's six feet tall. He's maybe a little bit thin, but he gets forward. Um, I mean, he's really outstanding across the, he's so skilled. He can play fast, but he's not kind of the reckless, like, pin the ears type back that maybe Rafa wants. But anyways, in his last year at Ajax, I mean, this is the type of guy you look at, you'd be like, eh, you know what? That might be kind of, kind of interesting, right? Could be a shrewd deal, right? You get a guy, shrewd. a uh, contract running down, perfect age profile, right? About what you want coming from a really good team in the Dutch league. Marcel Brands probably very familiar with him, which yep. is almost surprising that he's not going after him, but, um, but you never know. I mean, right. you know, Things a couple of these other quickly. guys, a couple of these other guys too, you know, like one fourth, you know, he, he's, he's done. I mean, he's spurs the via rail transfers done. So forget him. Uh, Nordy McKeely uh, from Red Bull Leipzig is you can kind of see him fit in the profile, right? You know, I mean, he could play center half and everything, but he gets forward, you know, he's big, strong, fast. I think he's a bit reckless. Maybe he's not the best decision maker, but the profile. Okay. I understand why that data might spit him out. Um, now, again, I, I think one thing that's interesting, too, is, you know, before when we thought it was Nuno, we were looking at wingbacks and stuff or, or we thought Carla was going to come back. So 
there are kind of some different names. So like, for example, if you look at someone that's more makes more progressive runs and has more attacking actions and even more defensive actions, a little more active players, certainly some other guys start spitting out like Emerson Royale from, from formerly a Batiste who's back at Barca. I mean, Barca needs to sell people, right? I, I think Emerson's the type of guy he can play that role as well. Often their performance is dictated somewhat by tackles, but I could see him stepping in right back, but he probably would not be cheap. No, and you think you'd be maybe in an uphill battle to convince him to uh, to come to Everton. Maybe, maybe. Although, you know, playing under a Spaniard, Rafa, you never really know. Uh, could, could be persuaded, perhaps. Yeah, if he's used to kind of the, the element. And again, we have some Brazilians on the team, too, so you never yeah. know. But but that's a guy that might come out of the data differently because he's playing someplace different. But some of these other guys, I mean, Yusuf Atal, I love him. He's 25, but he, he's almost more of a winger at this point. Thierry Correa was a guy that is 22, who's a lovely athlete, a cash strap Valencia, but that was a Mendez client. So you know what I mean? So that that's why the Rafa thing changes. And he's more, I think he'd be better fitting it as a wingback. I really like him. Alessio Castromontes is a guy, again, that just puts up ridiculous numbers, but he's a super active back and forth guy. He might work. Um, he's an interesting option, but some of these other guys, I just don't see it. Like Kevin Minbabu, you know, he had an okay Euros, but I mean, you know, he's 26. He's a little old. Actually, Rafa Newcastle sold him when Rafa right. was there for like nothing. Um, and I think guy like Baku that everyone's been loving and says is fantastic. I mean, he's debatably, he's been playing right wing, maybe a wing back. You know, these aren't, you know, they're guys that are interesting that the data spits out, you know, depending on how you look at it, but probably more guys that would have been for Nuno, not really for us. Right. Um, more, more wing backs or even true wingers than actual true tried and true right backs. Yeah. So now look, if he wants to loan in someone else that kind of attack and has some versatility, versatility, we looked at some other guys, like if Hudson Adoy at Chelsea's available, we're going to say no to him on loan. Absolutely not. Would no. Love, and, love to have him in. And he could give his depth elsewhere. Lucas Vasquez at Real is a really interesting guy. Uh, he just signed a new deal with Madrid, so he's probably going to stay there. But, I mean, Rafa's the one who brought him in. I think that's interesting. Uh, who else do we come up with? Uh, Gonzalez at Benfica. I mean, he's he's almost a winger. You know, he'd be awesome as a wingback. Gonzalo Montiel at River Plate is one of my favorite players out there, and he comes across in the numbers like more of a wingback. But, he, I think he's more well-balanced. I don't know if he's an elite athlete, but man, is he combative? He fits some of the things. He would have been on a free a couple months ago, signed a new deal. He's, but his deal only ends in December 22. So, so look, I don't think he'd be expensive. So I, I think that's another guy, a name out there that, you know, Montiel would be interesting. It's a big leap, but he's a good player. It's just worth benching. So I think elsewise, you know, you've got some older players that came out too. Like, I just can't see us moving for like a Tecatito Corona, you know, at Porto. Um, he's really exciting and everything, but he's more of a wingback, you know. Uh, people are talking about Juan Cuadrado, you know, coming out at age 33. <laughs> that match up be. with his Colombian brethren. But I mean, that's a different, you know what I mean? In that, and that's, I mean, Ryan, I mean, isn't, isn't a Cuadrado signing exactly what we talked about in the first in our recent Toffee TV episode where if you're, yes, yes. you don't want to be signing older players for short-term vision, you want to be looking at guys with a better, better age profile. I mean, if they're cheap, I, I don't care as much yeah. if, if he's like, you know, if they're, they're two of them, maybe, you know, and, and, and look, Rafa is going to need some True. advocates, you know, and, but there are other, you know, Alessandri Florenzi, you know, he played great with PSG. Kenny T. Kenny T is one guy for Fulham that's actually can defend and get forward. Someone might be interesting there. Zifweek might be interesting at Hertha 23. But but I, I really think, you know, it goes to show some of these guys do well in certain elements of data. But so I, I think if we look at a preference, like under Ancelotti, I think Emerson's balance. And I think Carlo probably would have wanted a little balance at right. I, I think Emerson would have been the guy. Uh, we know he's going to be expensive. Didn't make as much sense under Nuno. But, but to me, that's a decent brands, maybe Rafa compromise. I love Montiel Masrawi, man. If he's healthy and his head's on straight, he could be a world-class player. You got me sold on him. I, I want mean, Dudu reminds me a lot of Yedlin, but look, let's be honest. Dumfries makes a lot of sense here, doesn't he? Yeah, he just seems to tick all the boxes that, that Rafa would want, and even though he's not super young, you could still in two to three years potentially have some significant resale value on him. Yeah, yeah, or get increase in performance. The question is, it's a big jump. Do, right. do we think, I mean... Is this guy, is Denzel Dumfries going to be a superstar for Everton in the Premier League? It doesn't seem like he's 
I don't know. Real and like if you're making this kind of upgrade, and the price is still up in the air. It was originally yeah. rumored around 15. Now they're saying PSV want 35 for him or something no like crazy like that. Which I'll bet you it'd be no more than 15. I'll bet. Yeah. Even yeah, I think that's know. I think that's reasonable. It, it, but I think if you're trying to build a long term squad, you want someone for three years or so. You can do a lot worse than Dumfries, and for the if the price is right, he could easily easily make up for that fifteen million. Yeah, so that's I think our guess consensus wise. Dumfries makes a lot of sense for Rafa, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's him. All right, moving along here, center half, center back. Um, again, year over year performance. Uh, again, we've got Holgate, Mina, Keen. Godfrey, Brantwaite, and Gibson. I think Gibson's the only one is his last contract year. Yeri's done in 2022, so that's a consideration. Um, And on big wages. So let's start, though, with Mason Holgate. Signed through 2025 at $3.6 million per year, right? He signed a new deal not too long ago. Um, First of all, his numbers are skewed for playing fullback. I don't think we ever want to play in fullback again. No, please no. Please no. Yeah, so so it's going to skew some of his numbers, really. But it's scary. Right. Actually, his creation numbers are actually down, which is yeah. that possible. And he had way more final third touches. It just goes to show you that's not his thing. Um, fewer dribble attempts. You know, tackles are slightly up. Interceptions, too. But his recoveries are way down. Aerials were good, you know. But again, he's playing right back, so he should win all those things. Um, you know, I, I just... To me... I think his performance was very obvious. I just think he needs a little humble pie, man. And I, I maybe Roth is the type of no nonsense guys to get out of it, but I don't know. I mean, year over year performance, I guess that's what we're focused on. We'll deal with whether he's yeah. a yay or nay in a second here. I think he took a big step back. I think most fans and, and myself included would agree with you. I mean, going into last season, we were talking about him as probably a nailed on starter. Um, potentially yeah. he had, really shown i think a lot of potential at the end of the 2019 2020 season and it's unfortunate because it's hard not to judge him a little bit harshly playing out of position true but even if you take that out of the picture when he was given opportunities to play center half he looked undisciplined he he wasn't really great distributing the ball you'd think his pace might have complemented the guys he was playing with but it just didn't really seem to gel all that well and so I think there's a big question mark in, in look, you still think he can turn things around J- Jordan Pickford esque, but you'd have to think he's probably at the bottom of the pecking order in terms of like obvious first teamers. He's 24 and he doesn't necessarily have great physical attributes in terms of size and strength. Um, we'll get to whether we think he makes sense for Rafa, but his decision-making again, he went back to the reckless player he was before. And I thought he was over that last year. So, all right, let's talk about Mina. Um, the funniest part about Mina is year over year. He was the most important player statistically for our attack. How funny is yes. that? I mean, it was something like his plus our plus minus, and that's a very American type turn, was is was the highest on the team. I think yeah. we scored like eleven more goals than we conceded when he was on the pitch as a team. And the next highest was like four. I, yeah. I mean, but we saw that a little bit. I mean, he's good at playing higher and and you know, handling the ball under pressure. But the way we played, you didn't see that as much. Uh, yeah, his compass completion was better. His progression was down a little bit. That's how we played. Yeah. Um, less yeah. pressure, fewer tackles and interceptions. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he carried the ball fine, you know, even better than he has before His receiving is fantastic again, but he was receiving less under pressure. Recoveries are way down. Aerials were up. I mean, dude, is it a 71.6 rate? I mean, the guy is dominant in the air. No question. He's large. He's, he's, he's a pretty tall guy. Hey, I don't man. know if you've noticed. But yeah, I mean, like, as you said, it really makes sense. Like, we're not really pressuring high with our center back, so he's not going to have a ton of interceptions, more chances to win balls in the air. And so I think it, it all lines up, but I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to make an argument against Yeri as our best center back. Yeah, I, I think if anything, he was better. So, all right, Michael Keane, year over year. Um, started out very well. Uh, don't think finished particularly well. Um, but his numbers are pretty darn good. I mean, certainly his passing is up. His progression is up. You know, he got the ball into the final third a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw it a couple of times, right? He showed some verticality in his passing game. Um, and who can forget that teardrop pass to DCL in the cup? That was nice. You know, 
uh, as aerials are up again and we know he's really good in the air and, and, and look, the dribble tackle percentage is down. Like that's a shame. I mean, he definitely got beat a few times, fewer tackles, fewer interceptions. Again, that's more of a byproduct of how we're playing, but I, I would suggest he had a better year than last year overall. Yeah, I think he's, he was very solid. And I think he's, as I said at the top, may even find himself uh, able to be more successful under Rafa. I think he's the type of player who can thrive in his system. I agree with that. So Ben Godfrey, uh, it's hard to compare. You know, he's playing a totally different side. Um, yeah. But I mean, all his progressive stuff is way down. Now, Norwich played on the front foot. He was up a little farther, you know. Um, you know, what's disappointing is those creative numbers were the same, even though he's playing a lot of fullback for us. And I think ultimately what it says is um, that really, uh, we don't want him playing fullback anymore unless he has to. Um but his tackles, his interceptions were up. I'll tell you what, his aerials rate was still pretty good. It was like 66%. And I think that was a bit of a knock on him because he's not a super tall guy, but he's naturally strong. And God, his pace was fantastic. I mean, yeah. I think we're pretty happy with him. I'm excited to see what he can do, kind of converting full-time to center half. So, um, yeah, right. I mean, I no question, right? Player of the year by some people, I think. We'll see. I mean, he's still been a little inconsistent, but he's young, you know, super young, plenty of, I think his ceiling is incredibly high and yeah, hopefully he gets a good amount of minutes, but let's talk about Rafa's kind of history with center backs and what he might be looking for. It seems like there's no real clear pattern here. I mean, it seems like he likes a combination of players, you know what I mean? He wants guys. It's kind of like two as a pair, you know, it's one big guy. That's a little more conservative. The other one is a little bit more, can carry the ball, shoot, and move the ball, you know, more of a ball player, but almost every one of them is size um, and they can win the ball in the back. You know, I think he kind of likes a vocal leader back there too. I don't know if we really have that, but yeah, he likes that matchup. The defensive stout responsible guy with the more athletic ball playing guy. Uh, but none of these guys are short. That's kind of the interesting thing. So let's, let's look at some of the guys. Uh, Raul Albiol uh, bought him at Napoli and he had him before as well. I think at Madrid, um, he gave him his debut, I think, uh, at Valencia. Pardon me. Um, he's a six foot three guy, you know, left center back, left footer, I think. Skirtle, he bought him at Liverpool. Here's his actual quotes He is aggressive, quick, is good in the air. He says he, everyone's good in the air, by the way, who he buys. Um, <laughs> and I think he's a very good player for the future and also for the present. He is very competitive, but his mentality for me is very good. I hate um, Martin Skirtle. I hate he's him. Tough, tough SOB, though. No yeah, question. No doubt. No you doubt. know what I mean? Um, Florian Lejeune, uh, yeah, he had some interesting quotes to say about him. He's kind of a quarterback back there. Yeah, said he basically he progressed a lot as a player, said he's good with both feet, he's big, he's good in the air mm -hmm. also. so Yeah, Daniel Agger, I think, at Liverpool is someone that know, people know pretty well. Uh, he was a really tall guy, but he would rush up the pitch. You know what I mean? He came from Brondy and, and – um, he was injured a lot, but man, he had some bangers. I don't know if you've seen highlights and I guess they're low lights for us because it's coming from Liverpool, but um, yeah, his quote on that one is Agra has the quite qualities we wanted. He's good with the ball, but also with his positioning. Um, he actually reminds me a little bit of hopefully what Jared Brantwaith could eventually be, uh, honestly. Uh, but yeah, he rushed. He would have been the combination with Skirtle eventually. And, and that wasn't the only combination. You know, Skirtle was kind of the sit back guy and Agra right. moved forward. Now, Koulibaly. A lot of people don't realize this. Rafa brought him in to Napoli. Uh, we've been linked with him. We'll get to that in a second, but he's a beast, but he's a ball player too. A left footer, incredibly progressive with the ball. Um, Frederico Fernandez at Newcastle. Again, tall, big, big, um, kind of played on the outside in a three uh, Hanley at Newcastle too. They sold him, uh, but he actually played pretty well in the Euros. Um, yeah, so I mean, we've seen a couple things in common here. Everyone's tall, yeah. um, and uh, and he's got that combination, you know, the sturdy guy and then the more athletic ball playing guy. So, going through our guys, how many of these guys do any of them fit either of those two profiles? Ben Godfrey, I think, fits kind of the ball player. We haven't seen that too much, but we think, right? Yeah, yeah, I think Ben Godfrey's the kind of guy who's comfortable with the ball at his feet. He's got that experience at, at CDM. Um, getting better in the air. He's just such a good athlete. It's hard to overlook him as a partnership to maybe a bigger, slower yeah. guy. Yeah. Even if you're playing in a more compact shape, you don't just want two big, slow, uh, gigantic turtles in the, the center of uh, <laughs> right. a defensive. Right. Um, even if we're going to sit back, I mean, so what about Yeri Mina? 
Yeri Mean is an interesting one because we just said he was probably our best center half, but he also seems like one who we talked about previously as giving a guy who would afford us the ability to play a higher line. Yeah. Now that's obviously not going to happen under Rafa, but his size is still an attribute that I think Rafa is going to value. And even his, his ability to, to play long balls and play with it at his feet. Yeah, he reads the game pretty well. I mean, he's more of a possession type player, though. You know, he doesn't get overly vertical with his passing. I think he has the ability to do it, however. Um, yeah, a lot of people think he's just big and slow. Those people are insane. Now, he's actually very comfortable playing high, especially with the ball. Um, but again, you know, I don't know if he's a super direct guy to spring the, the counter, um, but I don't think he doesn't. It's not that he doesn't not fit the profile. I mean, he's certainly tough as nails and is a fighter. So you pair him up with the Godfrey. I, I don't think that's that's a bit of a Rafa pairing. I think I don't think that's crazy. Um, but I think Michael Keane also almost fits that kind of stout guy in the back profile almost even better. Yeah, I think he's like the quintessential guy for a Rafa system in a center back role. He's big he's, he's when everything not as combative. You know what I mean? Like he yeah, might be a yeah. little bit shy, but almost everything else, right? Yeah, everything else super good in the air. Wants to get rid of the ball quickly. He can ping a pass over the top if needed. And, you know, he positionally, I think he's really disciplined. And, you know, he's he's not a slow guy. Like his acceleration's not great, but when he gets going, he can recover. Um yeah, his turn is slow. He's got yeah, battleship. Well, you know. But he gets moving though. His straight ahead speed's fine. I know, I know. But you're right. His his vertical passing, I think, would be interesting for Rafa. Um Holgate. I think Holgate's the biggest question, right? I mean, just how well personally will he get along with Rafa? How, <laughs> I mean, I think what people like about Holgate in his time at Everton has been his fieriness, his passion, his ability or tendency to sometimes get caught up in the moment, which what Everton fans might love is something Rafa will probably not be the biggest fan of. I mean, he's aggressive. He can jump in front of a pass. He was good interceptions when he was playing well, but he lacks discipline. I mean, there's no question about that. Even still in his best moments, unpredictability and look, I mean, yes, paired with the big guy, but he, he's not tall. He's not particularly strong. I mean, I don't know if he quite fits the profile. He may thinks he does as that athletic ball playing guy, but Look, he is still only 24, you know, and he's signed long term. So so do we, do we think we have a need here? I, I think this the center back is is really a tough position because I think to, to judge in terms of whatever to need. I think Rafa could look at these guys for a few weeks in training and say, I, I think I have the right level of balance here, because even yeah. though we don't have. A ton of depth. We do have good kind of balance, different profiles of player, different attributes that Rafa can kind of mix and match, which he seems to like to do. Um, we've got some young guys. We've got some more experienced Yeah, do we think guys. any of these guys can play a role? Because we kind of skipped over him. But like Jared Brantwaith, I, I think is so young. I mean, he'd be about the youngest player in the Premier League. I, I He might be able to work in a role. I just don't. I don't think he's going to be ready. I would rather see him on loan playing every game. Um, I, I see Lewis Gibson moving on too. I, I don't think he fits the Rafa profile and I, I know he's not that old, but I, I don't think he has that high end athleticism that makes you think, dear Lord, we're going to lose this guy. And he's really going to bite us in the tail. Maybe I'm wrong, right. but I just, I can see him going. Yeah. I, I think Gibson would be the guy to go. I think obviously Branthwaite having been given opportunities under Carlo having proven himself. He's, I think he's got higher, higher ceiling, more potential. Um, but I do think like if these four guys, unless we sell one of them out of would be kind of out of the blue. Yeah. I think you're good. You'd feel pretty comfortable going in with these four into the season and you really don't need a fifth. Yeah. Unless someone wants out, you know, um, right. I, I think Mina's criticism is his health. You know, he seems like he can't stay healthy and, and it's not always contact injuries because we know center halves get beat up. You know, we've seen some hamstring issues, um, I, I don't know. I mean, if we do need another center half, I mean, we were linked to Koulibaly. Um, I just think he, he was linked initially from the Ancelotti connection, but I mean, Rafa brought him in. So Dinopoli, but he's 29. He, he's soon to be 30. I don't know if he'd be as effective in the premier league. Um, I think he'd be a big, big risk, but I mean, his profile, it's hard to argue that someone couldn't use a guy like this. I mean, he wins duels like crazy. He intercepts passes. Um, and, and he moves the ball so well from deep. I mean, talk about progression. 
progressive passes and through balls are outrageous. I mean, he could be dev. He's like a point guard in the back. You know what I mean? Um, but I, he's almost a little too aggressive for Rafa. There's so many few people like him. I mean, think about it. So, so if you go through the data and look at anyone compared to him, Upa Makano at Red Bull Leipzig, we ain't getting him. He's going to Bayern. Um, tap soda at Bayern Leverkusen. I mean, he's like a 60 million. I mean, he would be cost prohibitive. Uh, Koopa Miners actually at AZ would be interesting, but I, I just don't think he has the athleticism to fit in. He's more of a defensive mid man. He can ping a ball all over the place, but I just, the only guy I saw in the data. So when we look at the data, we say, okay, Ariel Deuce, we, we got to have them, right? He's got to be active sure. in the air and win stuff. I mean, almost every one of these guys, deep completions per 90, right? We want someone that can make it and make accurate long passes, stuff like that. The only guy that jumped out of me in the data that I thought was interesting is Christoph Iyer. Um, from Celtic, and I, I'm sure you know who that is. He's 23, but I mean, you, you can't miss him when he's on the field. He's like six five, six six. Um, I actually really like him. Some say he kind of had an, an in between year this year. Um, he reminds me of Agger a lot. Like he he'll run with the ball at times, you know, even though it looks crazy because he's six foot five. But he so put it this way: if we were to sell someone like Holgate, and we still wanted to bring in someone young with potential and kind of work in here or there. I, I could see that, you know, I could see someone, someone like that. Um, but God, can you really see us like spending big here and, and no. getting a, a new, I mean, Rafa may want to do that, but I don't know if that's possible unless we sold Mina. Yeah. I just don't see any big move. Like the, the Koulibaly thing link is all well and good, but it'd be, it'd be too damaging to our needs in other areas to really uh, yeah. spend big. And so I think you're right. Unless someone moves, then I, I would be really surprised to see us do anything, but like maybe a player for the Academy or a player to immediately bring in and loan out one for the future. Yeah. I mean, we had like Linglet links. Oh, today. I saw I mean, that. Uh, he's been terrible. I mean, it's funny too, because Marco Silva asked for him by yeah. name. He was one of the guys that brands could not deliver. How dare him? That worked out. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Our guess, our consensus is we probably do nothing here. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're going to be good. I mean, Rafa will have plenty of different combinations between those four guys that should be able to find one that, it, that he likes. Assuming everyone stays healthy. I think center back is probably one of our deepest and, and most consistent positions. Yeah, that's my guess too. You know, maybe next year we make a big splash, but we'll see. All right. Moving on, last position on the back line before we break here. Left back or left wing back. <laughs> um, Luca Dean is 27, still signed through 2025 at $6 million per year. To me, worth every penny. Niels Nkunku uh, signed through 2023. I think he's still on big money, but he was a free. And Thierry Small is only 16. He's got one year left. We've got a contract decision there. Let's talk first about Dean's performance. A lot of people said that they feel like he didn't do as well, but I'm not seeing that at all. I'm just seeing that he didn't take as many set pieces. Yeah. I mean, his expected assists went down a little bit, but ended up with the same total assist was seven. Um, he had half the corners he took the year before too. Right. And that's, I mean, that's and considering how much we scored from set pieces. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's really significant. It felt like, especially in the start of the season that, that link of the big switch from Hamas to Dean, a one touch cross was how he scored basically every single goal. Oh, his one touch crosses are just awesome. Aren't they? Oh, it's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a big drop in kind of passes the final third progressive passes in particular. Um, although he had more crosses, you know, into the penalty area, which is kind of interesting considering he didn't have as many set pieces, but I think that's indicative of how we played. Um, his creation numbers, his SEA was slightly down, but I mean, he took fewer spot kicks. That, that's really all it was. It was almost all a drop from dead ball situations. His defense was better. I mean, his tackle rate was up. I mean, and and I mean, he was up. He made more tackles higher in the pitch because we played him up higher than than we had in the past, which is interesting. Um, recovery's a little bit down, but you know, the one thing he didn't do is he didn't carry the ball as much. That's true because yeah. he was already kind of kind of high. Um, and, you know, but look for the guy to have those kind of creation numbers with fewer touches in the attacking third in the penalty area. I mean, this guy's one of the best left backs in the league. I don't think there's any question with that. I, I mean, to me, his year was outstanding. He's been as consistent the guys we've had since he's been here. I mean, an unbelievable signing. Yeah. Top to bottom. Under 20 mil, right? In exactly at the right time. And we needed him as beans was riding. Lesson learned. Sunset. Exactly. Now, everyone's been saying it, but we do need like the Luca Dean of the right side. Fortunately, 
He's also been incredibly good at staying fit and healthy for games because we haven't really knock had to. Yeah, knock on wood, 100%. Seriously. Um, I mean, he walks into most teams in the Premier League and no question. most teams in Europe. So I don't think we really have a desperate need there. But I think it's it's almost it's interesting how he'd fit under under Dean, but also interesting to think because really there's not a whole lot behind him. We saw flashes from Nkunku of potential, but he's still only 20. Thierry Small, one of the highest rated prospects in England. But well, let's assume Rafa wants the same type of player, though. I mean, sure. how do we think these guys fit? Because to me, Niels Nkunku seems like the type of player that maybe not sitting back wise, but but I mean, he's really direct, like super fast up and down the pitch. I, I could see him, but I mean, you know, he's going to sit behind Dean. So even though he may be a great fit, I mean, don't you see a loan for this guy? Yeah, I think you got to get him game time. I mean, it was great to see him make the bench so many times last season in some sense, but also like, what are we really doing with but, this kid here? So is small ready for that? I mean, you know, he's, he's kind of shorter. He is strong. Small is a super talent. I don't know if he's going to sign. I mean, what do we, what do we do? I, I'm just saying I could see, I could see a scenario where Rafa goes and maybe this is one of those positions, like I suggest in a backup keeper, where we go out and get a player that maybe played with him in the past who could maybe deputize at left back and also play some other places. The first name I thought was Gulen at, at Napoli, but he tore his ACL for the second time in March. So I don't think he's going to be healthy. I know. I know. Um, because you know, he actually really liked Rafa. I will say this one. I did think of one name and you know who I'm going to say, say it. You can say it. I won't, I won't spoil People it. might get really mad about this, but I actually think Matt Ritchie would be really, really interesting. Is he old? Yeah. What is he like? 31. Yeah. Um, but but he can play left back. He can also play other positions. He was awesome with Rafa. I mean, really, he was debatably their best player. Um, and, and look, he had a huge dust up with Steve Bruce. I think they patched it up and he's playing. He's been playing all the time. But I, I'm just saying he's the type of guy that you could spend minimal dollar, maybe cheap two, three mil max and get a guy that could could be your backup if Dean goes out and could play some other places too, you know, and just, and be Rafa's advocate. He wouldn't cost too much money. I think he's on decent wages, but you know what I mean? I, I'm just saying, don't be surprised if you see that, because I can tell you one guy is not going to fit. We'll talk about him midfield. Delph, I don't think is the right player for Rafa. So if we've got no backup there whatsoever, and I don't want Godfrey playing there, I, I, I think if you put a gun to my head and said, what are we going to do here? I think we attempt to sign small, maybe go another year in the U23s with him. Hopefully he agrees to it or send him out on loan. I think we bring in a veteran. I could totally see a guy like Matt Ritchie coming in. I wouldn't. I think the utility player is something that's like dramatically overlooked in the modern game. Yeah, like, not for big money. I mean, uh, we are not right, advocating right, right. on the American Toffee podcast spending any measurable money on an older guy. Matt Ritchie. <laughs> Stop it. Who's old? No, who Quadrado coming to us. I mean, he's on, as you said, he'd be cheap. He could be very versatile for us. It could be a really clever signing that we may end up needing someone like him. Provide that backup. God forbid Luca Dean goes down. He's fiery, I just, though. I mean, he's oh, got yeah. A, I mean, he is he's a, a personality fire, man. Yeah, maybe we and, need more. Maybe that. exactly need a little bit of leadership. He's captain Newcastle. Um, I, I'm really interested just to see what we do with these two young prospects, because I think Thierry Smalls too young, I think, to be in the first team, but he's also so highly rated. Does he have the patience to sort of stick it out for a couple more years? And I think it's got to be between if you're looking at the first team picture long term, in Kunku or small um, and the timelines are going to change dramatically, but I think in Kunku probably goes on loan. And I think you're probably right that we look for a, a more tenured veteran to back up Dean. Yeah. I mean, Richie was born in England, but he's Scottish. Um, maybe he could help translate for, for Rafa, for Duncan. So uh, just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I well, like it. I like I, it a lot. That wraps up at least our defensive assessment. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, we'll get to the, midfield soon enough and as well as hit of the forwards but i think that'll do it at least for now yeah that's going to do it for our defensive summary uh for the squad assessment we will be releasing very shortly also our midfield summary and attack summary similar type of content but obviously the same level of diligence and uh depth as you've come to expect from the american toffee podcast <laughs> but thank you everyone for listening to this let us know what you thought give us some feedback whether it be on twitter on facebook 
via email. You can find all of our links at linktr.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. That's L-I-N-K-T-R.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. If you haven't joined our Discord, it's invite.gg slash ATP. Come join. We've got some great stuff going on in terms of Florida Cup planning. Yes, we do. We're coming. Dialogues. We are coming. Uh, hopefully, do some content on that coming out shortly as well. But as always, appreciate everyone who gives us a listen. And until next time, up the toughest.